Dum dum dum. I went ahead and hit record, so let's do it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. Today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Corpiclane, who has a new album called Ilaha, which was released on February 5th of 2021 via Nuclear Blast Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Iarco to share some more information about this amazing release and what the boys have been up to. So, Iarco, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Absolutely. Freaking literally good to have you on. And it also feels, oddly enough, good to say 2021. Yeah, it has a it has a nice ring to it. You didn't know it a year ago, though. <laughs> Not at all. And speaking of which, um, how has this year gone for you guys? Has it just disrupted everything? I mean, obviously, I know no no live shows, but how has this year gone for you guys? Uh, <clears throat> well, obviously, we had lots of shows planned. We had a tour coming up in. I think March, and that was the first thing that sort of got cancelled. But we also had the album album recordings scheduled. So um, in the end, um, because all the shows were cancelled, then we had basically endless amount of time to record the album. So we did a, for once we managed to do a proper pre-production and all that. We went through basically everything way before we actually entered the studio to record them. So, so that, uh, that was quite good in that sense, although I would have preferred the lockdown thing to end in a couple of months and then, and then to continue shows, but well, that didn't happen. It was good for, for, a, uh, for a while. Like uh, you see that, yeah, everything is canceled. And then you see that, whoa, I have three weekends. I can do whatever I want to. But then after a couple of months, it sort of got a bit boring. <laughs> what kind of things did you get up to that you haven't had time to uh, previously? Like, is it video games or just hanging out with family? No, I just sit up, sit on the couch and drink beer. <laughs> Beautiful. What's your beer of choice? Um. Actually, I don't know if you know this, but we um, we made a beer in collaboration with the local brewery here, and then we have been um, amusing them so that so that we just call them um, every now and then and say we need more beer, and then then we drive there to the brewery and they load our car uh, full of beer, and our favorite beer is the one that they happen to give us that time. Okay. Now, what kind of beer is it? Is it like a lager? Is it an ale? Well, no, that, no the, the, we did, what we did was a um, sort of so, sort of a lager, um, like a, a, a pils kind of lager. But the, what they have there in the brewery, they have like a huge selection of different kind, kinds of beers. Uh, the first batch of ours was sold out, and then um, then they didn't produce it for a moment, then they started producing it again, and then it was sold out again. And it's been a bit annoying with our beer, but luckily they have other other beers available for us at least. Yeah, this is this is a luxurious problem to have, Yarko. They can't keep your beer in stock because it's selling so much. Yeah, but then again, the problem is that the stores will 
to stop ordering it eventually. This is also true. This is that's a more serious problem. Yeah, but then again, <clears throat> maybe it's good for the good for the local youth that there is no beer for that. <laughs> Exactly. Now, something you mentioned was you guys did proper pre-production, which I'm guessing you probably haven't had a chance to do since, what, the first album? Yeah, it's been, um, we've, many times we have had, we have had these excellent plans that this time we'll do, this time we'll do differently, this time we will have more time to prepare for the studio, more time to rehearse, and then it's, Always the same story. Yeah, guys, can you do this and that show? And can you do that festival? And how about if we go to South America for a week and a half? So, so it's all been uh, all good plans, plans that we have had have failed. But this time, it was we actually managed to do what we wanted to do, and it was a good thing that we did. We actually were once we get to the studio to actually record it. So really nice and relaxed thing we knew exactly what we were going to be doing and and we need a good album mm-hmm. i was gonna ask as far as pre-production is concerned what sort of things were you guys looking to check off the boxes before heading into the studio uh, uh, first of all we had the the this was the first time when we actually pre-recorded real drums for the demo tracks so we had um, um, that, like the actual drum tracks and not some drum machine kind of thing. Although Yonne does brilliant drum machine tracks as well, so that has never been a problem. But um, <clears throat> we, we had the real drums, and then we went uh, through all the guitars. And then once you have those two, then it's very easy to uh, go through uh, the bass, like what you're going to do with the bass and how you follow the follow the kick drum or do do the same little lick that the guitar does and that kind of stuff so that you are prepared to all this before you enter the studio so that none of these little things that you usually have on the album and none of these little things is a surprise to you when you when you actually get to the studio yeah so it was like everything was very easy there then eventually wow real drums on a demo recording in 2020 <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had this. I can't remember which band we were touring uh, years ago. Years ago, we were listening to something. Our like we were about to record the album. We were playing some demo there on the tour bus, and they asked, like, "Is this your new album?" No, this is our, no, this is our demo. And they were like, "Shit, that sounds better than our albums." <laughs> Well, yeah, all the drums are perfect samples. And uh, do you guys do real bass on the demos usually, or is it like a MIDI bass just to get something down? Uh, it's a, we record a real bass. Very cool. In general, yes. Right. And then, then we have, of course, when we have the when we have songs that our that our accordionist writes, those are a bit different because he plays basically everything with the accordion he just like a digital accordion so everything is a midi track and that's a bit different but those that is that is not the main thing like usually we have actual ways cool yeah depends on the person (laughs) now this new album so you guys you guys started working on it in 2020 then or was it 
started working on it in 2019. Yeah, the songs were being written in 2019, and I think we, I think we went to the studio in March or April. Yeah, I went. I went there by motorcycle, so it had to be April at least. Mm-hmm. Would be dangerous to go by motorcycle now. Yeah, yeah, or in March, or in yeah, <laughs> Finland. Finland is a lovely country to own a motorcycle. I bet. I bet. Uh, very similar. One, to- yeah, it's one of the more stupid purchases that a man can do. <laughs> so I've been told. Now. My the one I have across my desk here, Yarko, is that this album uh, somewhat continues the story. Maybe not so much the story of of the previous album, but a continuation of tales of folklore, nature, celebration. And apparently, there's even three stories of the Lake Bodum murders. So, when you guys set out to work on this album, Yulaha, what was I guess the goal? Since especially since you had time to do pre-production, um, and if there is a theme or a concept, what is it? Uh, <clears throat> we usually have the... It's it's quite rare that we write uh, music to a set of lyrics. It's usually usually the other way around that we have a... We have a, the, the music first, and then we have several sets of lyrics, and then... Jonna just goes through them. Okay, this actually will. I can put this set of lyrics to this uh, this melody line and this chorus and so on. So we don't really that kind of theme, like lyrical theme, we don't really think in advance. And and that that's why that's why the the end result, like how the general theme on the album will be, it's sort of a surprise to us as well. Like. You might think that it, yeah, this is gonna. You hear the music, and this is gonna be, yeah, this is gonna be this and this and this, and then you get the actual, actual lyrics and vocals, and you realize that it's not that happy after all when you're sing, singing about uh, dead people all the time. <laughs> no, I guess not. Um, and some of the song titles, I mean, so Yelaha, I've got means rugged. Is that a correct translation? Rugged. Yeah, it's a yeah. It, we knew that it was going to be a problem when we named it that way because we were trying to figure out the proper translation, and and realized that we failed with the title because I don't know proper one word to translate that to English. That is like usually used to uh, describe a scenery or landscape, like a majestic landscape or that kind of thing. Okay, definitely. But also. Rugged is a good word as well. Yeah, as you were saying, definitely a little bit different than than uh, at least my interpretation immediately of rugged. But I get it looking at the artwork. Yeah, it is there. Definitely. Also, actually, the actually when you mentioned the um, Budam murders, actually the the album has, I think, um, there's one song about the Budam. Budama murders, and but there's in total I think six songs about um, murder cases in general, which is a bit weird for us. Uh, but and all of them are like unsolved, like this mysterious cases that, um, like 
still I like that the country has been trying to find the find the killer for sixty years or something. And then if you look at the look at the album cover, uh, you can actually see that the guy on the album cover has a bloody knife in his hand. So there is a uh, there's a connection to the uh, uh, connection between the cover and the lyrical theme. Well, that's dark, Yarko. I know. It was an accident. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm curious if this if it's an unusual thing. As far as I know from your guys' body of work, it's pretty unusual. Uh, was somebody just watching a lot of like crime drama stories or something? <clears throat> no, it is. Uh, we have um, this Thomas Keskimäki friend of ours who's writing the lyrics for us. And I asked him about this and he has no explanation. He he just he writes a lot, and there was a there was a period in his life that he was writing about this kind of stuff. There's, uh, the the album is not apart from like two songs, like lyrically lyrically the album is not a happy album. I hope the guy is okay. <laughs> it's unsolved. It's a mystery. Yeah, well, I mean the lyricist. <laughs> I did see the bloody knife and I thought, okay, like this guy looks kind of ominous. He looks, he did, he looks a little rugged. I wonder what happened to this guy. Yeah. He's actually the, um, we borrowed the face from the same bloke that has now been playing the main role in our last few videos. Okay. Now were those videos shot before lockdown or like in the middle of lockdown? How were these videos done during this time? Just during during the lockdown, we, we don't really have a lockdown in Finland. Just we just have to avoid people, and we are in Finland, so that's not that difficult. <laughs> it's actually it's actually pretty much just a normal day. <laughs> well, and it looks very familiar. I believe um, we had chatted last time a couple years ago. Maybe it was that long ago um, for the for the previous record, and it was on a family farm with family involved, I believe, and it looks very similar in these music videos. Oh yeah, we did the yeah that it was um, yes. Oh, I was the name of the song Henkseli Boyka. Yeah, we did that at a at a farm, at least. And yeah, and we have like if the videos look the same, it's probably because the director is the same guy like everything we have been filming the videos in um, like all around the country but it's the same band it's the same people doing all the all the things so eventually everything looks the same okay now the two singles that have been released so far uh level uchta and mili level uchta i have it <laughs> translates to algae uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but it is um, actually the for the first part of the word leba that is uh, actually the correct translation. Although, although I believe that the Finnish word in that name is some sort of corruption of something else that doesn't really mean doesn't really mean that. But yes, your internet. Uh, dictionary worked properly. <laughs> I was like, all right, we got rugged algae. And then uh, originally I was told 
that melee means mill, but it also came up as grinder, which makes sense. A mill is essentially yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's the same word in Finnish, the grinder or the actual mill house. Okay, is it is it the mill house or is it is it a grinder? What is this or what are these two tracks about in particular? Are these more uh, mysteries? Uh, Levalufta is one of these, let's say, murder songs in the sense that there is a <clears throat> there is a little um, well or a pond, this natural natural well um, that. Uh, the story, like, like like the legends have told for centuries, that at, at sometime of the year the the water turns red, and they thought that it's of course old. In the old times, people uh, said that yeah, it's blood and whatever. And then eventually, people started to study that thing and found like hundred bodies in the in the swamp. So. So actually, it was like, uh, like no one knows why they were there. Maybe it was some sacrificial thing, or maybe it was a punishment or something. No one knows. But like hundred bodies found in the same little hole, and and therefore also the video that we did was um, sort of reflecting that. And then this Mulle is more of an. Um, not the real story, but the old legend. Uh, this country is full of these stories about the devil and the mill. I don't know why, but it is a, like quite quite common theme here. Okay, the devil and the mill. Anything with regard to bread or whatever the mill does? Is it is it bad to eat things that come from a mill? I think it is. I think it is something that meal is the, is something that you that you need to provide food for yourself and your family, and then the devil is there to try to lure you away from that, try to and uh, trying to sort of uh, make you do things that are not good for you or your other people close to you. Mm-hmm. And it looks like if. The devil is in the mill. It looks like it's Corpaclani, according to the music video. Um, well, when you put it that way, yes. <laughs> we took some artistic freedoms there. Now, is this an actual... Especially when it was so fucking cold outside when we were filming. <laughs> it doesn't look cold, uh, but I, I'll take your word for it. Because you, you guys aren't like, I mean, if the drummer think he's got a shirt off, am I wrong? Yeah, it, it was actually, it was a cold cold day uh like not like awfully cold but it was like the um you started to get um ice on the surfaces and the actual meal house inside was for some reason colder than the outside ah, trapping all the nighttime air or whatever yeah and of course the the cold water flowing through the whole building so Oh, that is that's that's an old school mill right there using water. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's an actual like I don't know, a few hundred years old. Well, that's fantastic. How did you guys end up finding this this mill? That I actually don't know where that where that came from, but it was uh, like we have been going around a lot in the same region, uh, so uh, I think actually the 
the video director is from that from that region. It is not the region that I'm that uh, familiar with, so so maybe he's just like from hundred meters away from the mill, but I can't remember that. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was dust, but is that flour that's all over everything you guys are playing? Yeah, it was flour. <laughs> and it was it was everywhere once we were done. Like seriously, it everywhere. <laughs> oh man, gotta be careful. You guys be coughing like crazy after that. Yeah, but I, I I'd hate to be the drummer cleaning that stuff. Oh, I know. It was everywhere and everything. It's all over him. Looks cool though. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Beautiful. And that's the main thing. You have to look cool. You do have to look cool. This is very true. Um, and okay, I'm trying to think about any other questions I may have. Is there anything that you wanted to chat about? We chatted about the couple of singles, music videos, uh, the album. Uh, we chatted about how this year went. You guys were able to do the proper pre-production, which is fantastic. Um, did you guys take any more time in the studio to maybe layer a few more parts or something? Or was it just the pre-production where you said, this is what we're going to do? And then uh, Actually, we we did, we did were quite, because of the proper pre-production, we were actually quite, quite uh, fast in the studio. And then... Um, we did a little um, tiny dif- different thing was that we finally have what I've been telling many years that we should have. We should be um, more shameless uh, when it comes to the vocals and we should use more of this very simple vocalize in the background, just someone singing ah or ooh or whatever. And now we have that. We, have, we had a good friend of ours doing some very nice uh, background vocals for us, um, like very, like very high male voice, which is really cool in the background. And uh, that that did, that is something that is a bit different. And then, of course, one thing that made a quite a huge difference already with the pre-production and actual songwriting as well is that we did change the drummer about a year ago. And uh, the new drummer has had a lot of, uh, lot of input to the, to the songs and to the arrangements and what we actually do. So it's been a, uh, it's been sort of a kick in the kick in the ass for the rest of us as well to have a new guy in the band. Yeah, what does he bring to the team? I mean, you just mentioned a couple of things, but I mean, I may be more from a drumming perspective. Uh, what does he bring to the table that maybe? Because it still sounds like Corpaclani, obviously. Um, but how, yeah. what, how does he change things? Well, well as a drummer, he's uh, like more solid, um, more, let's say, technically uh, better, and act, and even like more musical, more musical drummer that who actually sort of understands the the I think sees uh, or hears what the song needs. And he is—he really has uh, his own uh, view on how will this song become better, and so he and he really, um, he really uh, had this um, input on the songs. He was there again now. Remember which song it is, but he was the one who said, "Like we were, everybody else was happy already." But then he says, 
I'm not happy with this song, this needs something. Jonne, write a new chorus. And then a few days later, there's a new chorus and the song is immediately better. It was good already, but he had this feeling that this needs something. And he said, he said that, and then we did it and it became a lot better immediately. So. Very cool stuff. All right. Well, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about, Yarko? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Can we chat about new drummer? How awesome he is. He's making songs yeah, exactly. that are good, even yeah. better. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we talked about beer. Mm-hmm. We talked about beer and motorcycles. Yes. We didn't talk about Motorhead, though. No. Hmm. No, we didn't. Oh. Yeah, but that's another interview. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How Finnish girls keep you warm in the month of December. We didn't chat about that. Uh... No. <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not get in there. Uh, we chatted about the mill being covered in flour and not getting any baker's lung. Yeah, hopefully no one's going to have a whatever... Uh, lung cancer or anything. I think it was just flower. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, I believe that covers everything. So thank you so much, Yarko, for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Again, no worries. It was a pleasure.